And welcome into another edition of From the Rough, a golf podcast with with PGA Tour pros, Mr. John Gerber, Mr. Chris Bussell. I am Indy Cartim, your host. And we actually have a sponsor this week, Gerb. We do? We have a sponsor this week. We mentioned the sponsor last week, but I kind of feel like we should give them some props right now. Last week, we mentioned the Highlands Performance Golf Center in Carrollton, Texas, uh, but we've actually got a recorded commercial for him this week, and it, it was recorded by our favorite, well, my favorite golf pro, your favorite golf pro that's not you, <laughs> Mr. Chris Bussell. Oh, that's great. So, you know, we should probably right off the top get that out of the way, yeah. come to think of it, yeah. and uh, let everybody know who makes this thing possible and who brings it to them. And uh, we want to give them a big shout of appreciation and a uh, big thanks right now. With your golf game, do you not get up and down as frequently as you should? Do you struggle making six, seven, eight foot putts? Well, it's because you don't do one thing practice. Hi, this is Chris Bustle, General Manager of the Highlands Performance Golf Center in Carrollton, Texas. The Golf Center is North Dallas's premier practice facility with over 65 grass tees, two putting greens, a short game area, and covered heated tees. You can practice your game all year round. Located in Carrollton off Trinity Mills Road between Marsh and Midway, we're open until 10 p.m. seven days a week. The other services offered at the Highlands Performance Golf Center are club repair, club regripping, club fitting, TPI fitness classes with Chris Orenby, our certified instructor, an 18-hole mini golf course, two junior golf instructors that handle all of our clinics and camps, and six Class A members of the PGA of America for all your instructional needs. Come see us at the Golf Center or visit the website at www.highlandspgc.com. You know, he's not here tonight, but it felt like he was here. Yeah, and we are busless tonight as yeah. Chris Bustle is doing From the Rough podcast duty on the road at the Highlands Performance Golf Center. He, he said he, he told me in joke that he said he can't go out in the rain. You know why? He said sugar melts. I was going to say, he's going <laughs> to melt, what, isn't he? That's what he said, you know, so... <laughs> I said, that's a lot of sugar you got, bud, so it's that, that torrential downpour is not going to hurt you. Well, we are broadcasting live as we do each and every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. If you'd like to come out and see us record the show, we are at Barrel and Bones in the Colony, uh, 2801. Uh, can't remember the address now. I say it every week. Uh, 2801 North Plano Parkway. There we are in the Colony, yeah. Texas, south of 121. Um, and uh, we are here pre-showing for the Drunk Sports Podcast. Those boys come on at 8 o'clock. And if you'd like to come out and say hello to us, have a beer with us. It is Whiskey Wednesday, $5 whiskeys, $5 glasses of wine. Come out and have a good time with us. 6.30 every Wednesday. Get here early, though, so you can say hello before we start the show. And, uh, Gerb, we had quite a tour championship this past weekend. Yeah, well, it's just, you know, you look at some of those staggered scenarios. They've kind of played around with it for this is the second year. Um... And, and it seems like the fans, the players love it. I think they get a little bit confused because it's it's Labor Day. They start on Friday, and then you're like, okay. I was confused by that. Yeah, it's just like, how in the hell did Justin, Dustin Johnson shoot 10 under the first round? Yeah. So I think, they're, I think in terms of the commercial aspect, getting fans to understand what it really is, it's going to take a couple years. But I think the players like it. And here's why. I think the last three or four, four years – that it was so confusing, right? It was confusing in terms of, oh, I can win the tour championship, but the FedEx Cup is completely different. Right. So that what they wanted to do, they wanted to encompass everything together, <laughs> stagger it, and if you win the tour championship, you win the FedEx Cup. And it, it's pretty cool. 
Um, in the gaming and the betting aspect of it, it's a little bit tough, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, when you when you look, and we'll talk about this in a few, is like when you look at your initial bets, it, it, it says adjusted, right? So, right? so the odds are different. So Dustin Johnson, who won, was even money to win because he had a, he had a, a two-shot lead going in. And that's how they want it. They, that's how they want to do it. And a little bit, it keeps everybody in, I think, a little bit to a point. Um, I think it's fair. I mean, you work your ass off all year so much in the FedEx Cup points, and, and you could lose one golf tournament and lose the FedEx right. Cup. So I, th- I, think they're, I think they'll tweak it a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, but I think they, for the for the most part, they got it right. How long how long has the FedEx Cup now been been going on? Oh shit, twelve years maybe. Do you do you think? And, and they did it to create some excitement towards the end of the year and well, like a playoff system, like well, a playoff system. Well, not 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 too much ex- excitement's the right way. Uh, one of the reasons, one of the other reasons is they t- they they wanted the best better players not to take the falls off, right? right. So they 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 wanted to continue to, to have uh, people engage, watch the tournaments. Uh, so, you know, after, after really, you know, the tour championship was the last tournament and that was like September, right. all those top man guys took, took the, took the year off. They had no motivation to go out and play. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and let's be honest. I mean, li- listen, the playoff system works in every sport. Why would it not work in golf? I think college football proved that how much better it is with an actual playoff system. So do you think it's achieved what they wanted it to achieve going oh, into it? hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, you know, the funny part is, and I think I talked about this a month or so ago, is they've done it so they're, – they're so smart is they did the playoffs, FedEx Cup Championship, before football starts, right? right. So they're not competing. Right. You know, no one's, no, no one's competing with the big bull in the room, man, so the NFL. So they've got it to the point to where that the playoffs, four events – Tour, this year they only had three mm-hmm. because of COVID. So there's usually four, including the tour championship. But they're all finished before the NFL starts. It's well smart. planned. This 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 is where baseball fails. Right. Is because they're competing. They're competing so hard with the NFL, which is no competition. It just it, well. It, and I'll give you another two examples of sports that fell in this regard: hockey and basketball, starting up in October and November, right in the heart of football season. Right. Uh, there's been talk of waiting until. Christmas Day to start to start the NBA season. I like it, which I love that. You know, start your season Christmas Day with mm-hmm. all the team. You know, that's so the biggest watching day of the NBA is Christmas Day. They got like four games on that day, and it's pretty smart because you know, not to get off the golf topics because we can talk about a lot of other sports, but you know, you start you start it then, and you're you're actually still getting to the point. Football's kind of almost over. You get mm-hmm. in the playoffs in football, but you're actually getting to the point to where that okay, college basketball is starting. So. You're not really competing with college basketball. It actually goes together because you're right. like, man, that'd be great to look at these college guys just playing NBA teams who's fit. So that right. mesh is great. I like a, a later uh, a later spring. Maybe play games a little bit closer. Uh, figure out the travel schedule because you know NBA's back in the day is like it, it would, you couldn't play back to back games, right? Right. And I think hockey's that way a little mm-hmm. bit, right? So, you know, figure out a way to where that you can. You know, play back-to-back games, but you're playing. You know, uh, you're playing in your same city. Right. right, I, you, there, right. There's there's ways to do or it's it. It's not a travel in no. between. Yeah. But I don't think sure. I don't think there's competition between the college basketball and the NBA if you structure it that way. I think it actually meshes together fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I agree. There's nothing. There is nothing. Well, I mean, let's look at it this way. Is it great that you watch college football and college in, in NFL on the same same time frame? Like Saturdays, you got you got NFL. Right, and then Sundays. I mean, Saturdays you got college football, and right. then Sundays you got NFL. You could do the same way with college basketball. You could, right? 
in, in, in NBA basketball. So that mesh, how they figure it out, just works great. And, and why wouldn't they not do it? Yeah, I think, I think they're going to look at that. Um, and listen, they're, 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 those commissioners are, are obviously way smarter than we are. But, but maybe this whole bullshit COVA, what's going on, is going to be looking at things to restructure. And I love the idea. Hey, blast out that schedule on Christmas Day. And run through May, mm-hmm. right? Or run, run through end of end of I don't I don't know however long it takes. Yeah, yeah, through June. Yeah, so there's no competition. Nope. So getting back to the tour championship, Dustin Johnson. Uh, I watched some of this on TV when I was up in the thriving metropolis of of, of Monroe mm. City, Missouri. Oh wow. Um, but man, he just he looked dominant. You know, it looked like he had things figured out that no one else had figured out. It's either it's either it's either feast or famine with the guy. And it. it and I, I want to say this the right way. It's like he is the best athlete on tour, period. Right. It, it's, it's not, it's, it, you can't, it's not debatable. When he wants to play, he can play, right? Mm-hmm. So when he gets his runs of these last three or four weeks, I mean, the more he shot 80 80, shot 78 the next week and withdrew, right? So injury, whatever. When he's motivated to play, there's no, he, he's so dominant. Just because how the tour and the, and the golf courses are set up, length is a huge key. Right. He's putting the ball better. But when he wants to go, he, he's one of the three or four guys, maybe five, maybe, that can dominate a place. So who else would you put in that category? Rory. And it, it's all predicated on driving, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. From, 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 Starting from the tee. I mean, Rory's one. I mean, can literally, when I say dominate a place, can take angles – um, hit it over trees with the driver and, and fly the ball 330, 340. And uh, him, Rory, um, oh, man. Who, who? Him, Rory, and, you know, you, you could throw a couple other names out there, but, sure. but, but athletically, Dustin Johnson is the best athlete on tour. Wow. He's just, he's just a great athlete. He just happens to play golf, right? So you can see a lot of videos about him. But, but listen, when – when you look at a guy like that that has a two-shot lead, and he's like, uh, well, that's the only fuel to the fire, right? right. Now they got to c- come and catch him. And you're already playing well. So the last three or four tournaments, he's had the lead going in the last round. You know, so he had a he had a – I mean, I'll argue he had a four-week stretch that's as good as anything that I've seen in a long, sure. long, long time. So his, his fourth-round scoring average was 62. Yeah, you know, so, so, you, and you're not playing, you're not playing wee golf course. You're not playing, right? You, you're playing some real golf. So, like I said, he he's one of those guys. Rory's the same way. You 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 look at Rory that he could spread his way out in the field. Um, I mean, he if he's playing good, he's driving the ball. He he can win by ten. He won the PJ by like twelve yeah, shots. Yeah. yeah, Tiger was a bit like that. You know, when when with Tiger at his best. And I now I look at Rory the same way. I think I think you've had three guys because they they were so such great drivers of the golf ball that Rory, Dustin, Tiger, when they're at their best, they will spread the field out by 10, 12 shots. You know, so th- th- when I say that you, they can dominate a golf course, that's what I mean by dominate a golf course. I mean, there's no more advantage of of hitting a driver and a wedge when somebody else has got a driver and a seven iron. And, and now you have the confidence you've been playing well. Uh, you got a two-shot advantage over the field. And he right. – listen, he does. He didn't even think about that. He, he, he could care less what the shot it advantage is. It just kind of goes on cruise control at that point for somebody like him. Well, he it? just knows he's playing well. 
He's been playing well. He just blitzed the field by 13 shots, you know, two weeks before. So, right. so you know, you, you, you look at a guy like that that has confidence. Um, Justin Thomas may be a little bit like that, but he's – and, by the way, that's who I picked last week and finished second. Right. So, I'm yep. second, second, first, second. So, yep. I'm a little bit – you know, I don't know. You're on a run. My left – well, I can't win unless they finish first. <laughs> I mean, I can stagger the bets, and we talk about some matchups and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, uh, he's a little bit like that. But he – you know, Justin Thomas, he has one or two, three, four shots around that's just off the planet. Yeah. And you're like, I mean, can you tighten that up? And – you know, I I don't know. He he he's one of those guys. He, he's one of those guys can dominate it too. And if you look at Justin Thomas, he's a little wee guy. I mean, right. he is. But he gets every inch. And and, and Rory McIlroy's the same. Rory McIlroy's, you know, you know he's not he's not a big guy by stature, anyways. But you know, if 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 I would put a category that maybe you know a fourth guy could dominate a place, maybe Justin Thomas these days. Right. Um. But other John Rom, yeah. But he. He's you still know, pretty young. Well, yeah, they're He's young. still kind of figuring it out. Well, so is Justin. They're about the same age. You know, Rom, Rom is 20, 24. Justin Thomas is 25. You know, he's Jordan Spieth. They're all, listen, here's what I do know. Golf is in an awesome place, sure. you know, moving forward. And um, it, 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 you're looking at a lot of good golf. I mean, this this tournament this week, the Safeway is going is a little bit different. All the bigger names are what you consider a bigger name. Listen, let's be honest. I mean, anybody playing on tour is – I mean, they're a big name. They're a big name. I mean, let's, uh, I'm not going to undersell them by any means. But that being said, you, I think, I think Phil's the biggest name on there because he hadn't played in three or four weeks. He played a Champions Tour, U.S. Open next week, so he wants to get, he wants to get some reps in. So, yeah, I mean, I don't like him this week, but he, I think he's, I think Phil's playing this week to get some reps in. I don't think he gives a shit about winning. Right. Hey, I mean, he gives a shit about winning, but you know no. what I mean. I mean, he, his his goal is next week. It's, it's not, a practice it's round the, for next week. It's not. It's not this week. And and he's kind of quasi the host, right? Right. You know. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're looking at. But yeah, I mean, last week I had you know Justin Thomas, and it, like again, it was a weird week. Got thirty person field. Odds were weird. You had some matchups. Uh, I picked. I had. I had a couple guys. I picked Webb Simpson, Thomas, and Colin Morikawa last week to win. And you obviously you have it in the staggered scenarios where they're down, but right. um, Webb just you know I, I liked Webb last week because he had a week off. I thought he was fresh. His position taking the week off wouldn't change, didn't change. So he he played it right. I just thought he would be fresh. Always play good on Bermuda. Sure. Um, he just had a shitty first round. He, and he he just you know you can't spot Dustin that many shots and try to catch up. You just can't. So. Yeah, so it was okay. Good. Some match, some of my matchups that I posted um, on our Twitter stuff came through. Um, By the way, follow uh, follow Gerb on Twitter at J Gerb, John Gerber at John PGA Gerber. Pro. Yeah. So, yeah, so I've been posting those things, and um, yeah, we've been, you know, I'm, I'm starting to do like you asked me to do. I'm I'm doing the who I like to win. Right. I'm doing I'm doing a top five, top ten, top twenty, and doing two or three matchups. So Good. as we continue to go on with the show, that's kind of how we'll structure the program, and then I'll post those on our on our Twitter page and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of watch. If you like to gamble uh, on golf and, and and things like that, I think it's a lot of fun to follow. Yeah, for sure. So let, let's review again uh, for the tour championship who your picks were and where they finished. Do you have that written down? Uh, well, uh, Justin Thomas finished second. Right. Um, Webb he, Simpson, he was your big one. 
Yeah, Webb Simpson, who, who had the best odds, I think he finished – Molokawa finished ninth or something like that. Right, top ten. Yeah, he got a top ten. And I think that uh, Webb, Webb just couldn't catch up. So, I think he finished like 25th or something like that. So, you know what? Gotcha. I, I thought about – man, I thought about Billy Horschel, but – you know, after he missed that three footer to lose me all that candy about three weeks ago. <laughs> three a little weeks. gun shy, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's that 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 doesn't bode well with me. You know, you know that. You hold a grudge about stuff <laughs> oh, like do. that. Oh, I do. I do. I do. I mean, I hey, listen, I got no control over it. I understand that, but man, come on. All right, perfect. Well, then going into the Safeway. Yeah, the Safeway. You know, it's 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 one of those golf tournaments. It's kind of a weird spot this year. Everything was condensed and. It's the start of the new season, right? So, it's the start of the 2021 PGA Tour season. Yeah. Um, you yeah, got it. So we- it's so weird to me that you, you, f- you close out one season, and then the very next week, you're starting your, your – ne- and I know we're in a COVID world, and they're adjusting schedules and everything, but, you know, there's no off-season. There's no off-season in it's golf crazy anymore. To me. Yeah, you, you know, and, you know, I heard something really good today, and, and, and that – Here's you're seeing more and more injuries from guys, and like Brooks Kepko, and you know I hate to say that name, but uh, we'll we'll just use that as an example. But some you're seeing a lot more injuries, and here's why I think so. And this is just my opinion. So back in the day, you would have the tour season, and and guys would take you know eight weeks off if they wanted to. They could they could have the, you know, they used to call it the funny season, mm-hmm. right? So they could go and get some appearance monies, go overseas, go to Dubai, home, wh- wherever they want to go and make, make some appearance money and stuff like that. But they play maybe once, twice a month. But now the season doesn't start. So it doesn't stop. Right. So guys are, guys are playing more because, I mean, they can't take eight tournaments off and try to catch up. None of yeah. the big guys can. But, the, but, but the, some of the guys like, man, if I don't play – November, December, or September. I mean, I'm, I'm buying eight ball. Right. So, is that good? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, guy, guys' schedules these days are they're playing in 25, 30 tournaments, except for Tiger or the bigger names and whatever. Look, they know they'll catch up. But some of the other guys don't have – they don't have that choice. But going on the other side of it, I think there's – having that turnover season twenty starting out, some of those guys that – may not get those big opportunities in the bigger events. Mm-hmm. They got four or five, six events that they're, they're going to play. And, hey, man, let's try to get on that list, you know, to, to you know, it's a, a little bit like it's like Scotty Scheffler, you know. Mm-hmm. He graduated off the Corn Ferry last year, and he started playing four or five events right when the tour season started. That's why he got in the tour championship. So he, he played so well at the beginning of the year. Some of these guys play so well at the beginning of the year. Because they're getting in events that they would normally not get right, in. So, right. I mean, listen, it's, it's six and one, half dozen the other. You could look at it a million different ways. But I'm going to hold stand that these guys are playing more. That's why there's guys getting more in. They're more injury prone because they're not getting time off. Just what I think. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I, I just think that you've seen a lot more injuries from these guys. I know they're in shape, but they're just not taking enough time off to train their body for six weeks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And train or rest or whatever because they, they can't catch up. I mean, it's just what I think. But, yeah, the Safeway, you know, it's in a cool part. You get in that Northern California. It's at Silverado. It's, you know, it's uh, Johnny Miller's spot. Yep. Um, you know, he's got his wine. It's, 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 it's a cool place. It's a pretty cool place to start the year. That being said, I don't know 
you know, um, I've been in correspondence with Margo Daniels, who's, you know, obviously my girl, and it's mm-hmm. a Pebble Beach, and, and, you know, that Northern California has been hitting pretty hard with all these fires and stuff. So I don't know if that's affected any of the golf course scenarios. I know it's a Napa area. I don't know, but that's really, really close that's to where true, these yeah. fires. I thought so, about so, that. So, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I didn't um, – you know, I only get a little update every couple of days from her. How you doing? You guys, you guys, good. That's all I care about right. with, with that. But yeah, I mean, I always got to go with some guys. It's like I said, hadn't played. It's been practicing. The guys I know that are practicing this week in the in, in the betting categories. So, um, you know, my first pick this week, Brandon Steele, has always got a good track record there. Um, he's likes that area. He's from that area. He's a California guy. Sacramento. You know. So he knows those greens, and he's always played well. So he's he's the lowest guy on the board. He's one of the betting favorites. Okay, uh, at twenty five to one. I mean, he's, he can still get some good candy. He's not like he's ten to one like Rom was like right, weeks right. ago when we won the Rom bet. But um, yeah, he's a guy. He's a guy that's comfortable there. He's a guy that's kind of rested. I think you know he he just likes that area. So um, he's 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 a guy that you can put a little candy on, and you know. I like this guy who's been playing well, who's kind of California guy, kind of different type. That Joel, Joel Damon been playing good. Mm-hmm. He's he's at thirty four to one this week. Um, so if, if I, I think he's due, I think he's due to break out. He's shot a lot of low scores. I think he's he likes that area. New season, he's just kind of chill type of guy, and it's just he's going to just go out there and free will it. Beginning of the year, he's. Locked up his card, you know, so mm-hmm. he's, he's getting he's getting in some some of those events like that. I mean, he's been a good player for a long time that a lot of people don't know of. Um, if you if you're just a casual golf fan and um, Harold Varner, I think Harold. Here's my I, I like Harold this week. Here's the reason I I'm I, I'm not gonna throw a lot of money on him. He, he doesn't really play very well in that type of grass. Like he's a he's a southern guy. He's actually from Ohio. From Akron, he's born and raised, but he lives. Oh, in he's Car- one of those Ohio guys. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> most of those guys are pretty cool, but you know, most most of them. Yeah, but but he, you know, when you transition to grasses like that from you used to Bermuda or or bent stuff like right. that, and then you go to California, um, it's different. People, I mean, you got to change your wedges. Like uh, the grasses, the roughs are different. You know, you got to you, you know you looking at Poe up there, mm-hmm. Poe Anna. So, you know, those are conversations that that. That you have to look in when you when you do these handicappings and stuff like that, and I know a lot of handicappers look at stats and things like that, but stats doesn't tell you how rested they are. Stats doesn't tell right. tell you how where they live and what they're used to putting on and what they're not. Like so, so you can get the stats all you want, and and I always I always add that into my equations with 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 betting is you know how they play on the golf courses and their stats on the golf course obviously that's a big part of it so gotcha and my ham sandwich this week which we always gotta always gotta throw the ham sandwich yeah, in there yeah is uh patrick rogers uh stanford guy used to that area loves that area refreshed he's a he's 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 at 75 to one and you know to it's hard to say anybody on tour is an underachiever, right? That hasn't really won mm-hmm. yet or, or gotten that spot. But he's a guy that I's like, well, I mean, why the hell hasn't he won two? At least two or three. He's been out there five years, you know. So why hasn't he won yet? I, and I don't know. Listen, I don't know the answer. It's, those are questions. So, 
man, I look at a guy like that, it wouldn't surprise me if he's one of those guys. And this tournament is notorious for having uh, uh, not, not an unknown guy, but a guy right, that's right. just not the predominant guy to play, but, but usually because they're not playing. Right, so it, it's it's kind of a feeder tournament for these guys at the springboard and, and and kind of come up. So, if you're looking at odds to throw a hundred dollar bill or a fifty dollar bill, whatever you want to get some odds to watch through the week. But you know, if we go through the list of you know what we'll start to do, top five, top ten, top twenty. Um, Brandon Steele, obviously, I think is as a favorite. I know it's a little generic to say that. I like him as a top five. He's short odds. But if you want to kind of balance it out and he doesn't win, you say, okay, I got him in a top five bet. I mean, you can still make a few dollars on him if you get him in a top five. Uh, top ten bet I like a lot. Um, Norlander. Big, he, he, he's got some odds. If you bet him in the top ten, I bet he, uh, he's, he's around 850 to one. So $850, you throw 100 as a top ten bet. I think he's playing well. I think it's a new year. He's one of those guys that's kind of motivated at the beginning of the year. He's played well there before. Right. Um, I think he's a he's a he's a guy that, that that can finish in the top ten, sneaking in. And then, you know, if you want to kind of balance it out, how I like to do with Patrick Rogers is a hand sandwich. But if you want to put him in your top twenty, you know, just if if he just has a shitty day or something, you right. put him in top twenty, you can make some money on him. But you know, there's a few other uh, there's three other matchups that I like through the for the week. Um, you know, I like Brandon Still over Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim, you know, he's he's the favorite betting, but I I, I think that um, CBS Sports has him at twenty to one. Who? Siwoo Kim. Yeah, so he's a, yeah, he's he's, he's a favorite. favorite. Yeah. But I like I like Steel over him as a matchup. You know, so if you sure. if you play your seventy two hole matchup, mm-hmm. I think I think they're pretty close to even money. Um, if they're battling each other, um, I like Ches Reeve over uh, Emilio Grillo. Okay. Um, Grillo's played there before. Ches Reeve kind of – he's one of those guys that, that – I didn't put him in, in, in the plays of the bet for the, for the week, but I just don't know how much he's been playing. That's, that's why. But I think he's uh, – I think Grillo's been down, down in South Florida enjoying the weather, taking some time off. I don't know how fresh he is, but, yeah. you know, you get down in South Florida and take some time off. Golf is not your first nope. priority. Nope. So, um, and another one, I like, I like uh, Cam- Cameron Davis over uh, Tyler Gooch. I know it's kind of a, you know, a bet that it's not really popular for people who don't know a lot about golf. But right. I think Cameron Davis has been playing well. Um, he's an Australian guy. He's a big hitter. He likes that area. And, and, and Tyler Gooch, obviously, um, he's been playing well. I just think Cameron Davis has just been – and I like the odds on him. I think Cameron Davis was – you know, minus one ten or so. It was pretty much even money. So he's been playing well enough for me to to have a good matchup with Tyler Gooch. So let me ask you this: CBS Sports has uh, their sleepers, Maverick McNeely, at yeah, and sixty a, to one, and it's a good bet. He's, yeah. he's a bit like That's Patrick Rogers, right? So they're mm-hmm. Stanford guys, right? So yeah. they're used to that area. They're used to the grass, and it goes and it goes to say what they say about Ches Reeve. Uh, Ches Reeve, they have it, uh, at, it for a top ten at plus three fifty. Solid history at the event, pair of top 25s in his last yeah. five starts on the tour. So. so I'm not too far off on my right. own. No, no, yeah. you're, you're right up there. Maybe they should call me to have me post those things. I, I felt like they already did. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. They ain't paid me yet, though, though. So. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> CBS, they come got, on now. Yeah, they, do they have any money, CBS? I don't think so. Well, we don't know. I think they gave David Letterman all their money they, years uh, ago. Uh, Jim Nance, I know they're paying a lot of money. So Him I, and Tony. I, I know that deal. <laughs> I know that deal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, yeah, that's, that's who I like this week. And like I said, as we continue to go forward, I like to 
you know, I know when we first started, we just had some odds, and it's, it's tough to win that way. But we can balance out and have some fun with top fives, top ten, top 20s, and then just have some matchups. So, so we'll move that way forward with the golf show. So the, uh, today the uh, Player of the Year nominees came out. I want to touch base with that a little bit mm-hmm. with you, see what your thoughts were. I don't know if you've seen this yet or not. It was just a couple hours ago. I didn't. Uh, in alphabetical order, you have Dustin Johnson, three wins in 14 events. You've got Colin Morikawa, uh, two wins in 21 events, six in the FedEx Cup. John Rahm, two wins in 15 events. He finished fourth in the Cup. Webb Simpson, two wins in 14 events, tied for 12th in the Cup. Uh, and Justin Thomas, three wins in 18. Of course, he tied for second for the Cup. Well, I, here's what I think. I mean, it's a, obviously it's a weird year because, you know, you have two more majors. Very weird. You've only had one major, right? right. So, you, know, you have two more majors coming up. So, usually the player of the year is going to have one major mm-hmm. and two or three wins or whatever. But, you know, I, I think. Who's your pick out of those five? Dustin Johnson. It's, it, it's not, it has it, to be, right? Yeah, it's not close. It's it has not to close. be. It's not close for me. Now, now if, he, if he went through the year and, and there's – Played in four majors and he didn't win a major yeah. and won three turns. Well, no, that's a different story, right, right? right? But he didn't have the he didn't have those opportunities. You only had one major, right? So you only played one sure. major. So the British Open or the Open Championships not there. And then well, we three wins and no majors. You're probably not winning the FedEx Cup either. Well, there you have it. <laughs> you know, so there you have it you <laughs> in know, a normal so, year. You know, so um, yeah, I mean, I think you look at it this year and it, it, it to look he he dominated. At the end of the year, man. Absolutely. And, and you know what they say, man, you, your, your impressions are the last thing you see. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it, it'd be hard, it'd be hard, hard pressed. Even though Colin Mulcahy got the, got the major, what he, he won one more time. And listen, it's a great year for him and good for him from everything I hear about him. He's a great kid and he's a, he's, he's, will be a great face for golf. And like I said, golf is in an awesome place. And you could have a debate with all of them. Like, mm-hmm. you, you really could. Webb Simpson, I mean, coming out. Uh, Daniel Berger coming out winning the first. Yeah. You know, so so there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, you could debate any of them, really. But, but in my opinion, the dominating fashion that Dustin Johnson came out in, especially late in the FedEx Cup, it'd be hard-pressed for me. So I wanted to cover uh, Rookie of the Year nominees because there's a couple of Dallas boys on it. Uh, Harry Higgs from Dallas. Out. Uh, Maverick McNeely. Out. Maverick McNeely's not from Dallas. No, no, he's not, but he's oh, one I of the nominees. Said, oh, I thought you said he's from Dallas. No, no, it's no. Harry Higgs. There's two two of the nominees for Rookie of the Year from Dallas. Yep. Uh, Harry Higgs is from Dallas and Scotty Scheffler. Okay. From Dallas. Then you have Maverick McNeely and Victor Hovland. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, Harry Higgs is not. He's. I mean, you got to win, right? I mean, it's, if, if you don't win. Hey, he, it points out he had two top ten finishes okay. in 25 <laughs> Okay, he's got to win. You got to win. I mean, well, first off, that's what I would think. You got to. I mean, you got to win. I mean, has any of them won? Uh, Victor Hovland has a win. Puerto Rico Open. Uh, He's the only one on the list with a win. Man, that's. And he tied for twentieth for the FedEx Cup. He's the highest. Cup yeah, I think he. Oh, I thi- nope, Scotty Shevler fin- finished fifth in the FedEx. Yeah, Cup but but he finished fifth, but he didn't win, right? So no, no wins. The guys who it's voted on the players, right? The players are voting these things um, in the board. So I think they they run heavily on wins. I think Victor Hobbs. As well, you should. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, you can. 
you know, you can play a lot of golf and have FedEx Cup points and win a lot of money. But, you know, they, the, the, the guys who are voting on this, are they, they want to see you win. And I, I think it will be Victor Hovland. Um, so that's just what I think. Okay. Very good. You got anything else for us this week? Oh, man, you know, it's uh, – no, I don't, I don't think so. I think, you know, I'm very happy to have the golf season starting and – you know, it never sh- stopped. Yeah, Why well, are you happy well, to have it started? Well, well start, <laughs> starting in terms of, you know. Starting over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, not a 30-man field. It's not like it's, you've been waiting for six months for golf to start back up. Yeah, it, it's like going to going to amusement park and you're the only person there, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, hey, let's touch on it real quick. Let me ask you this because there's still no fans allowed, no galleries at any of these tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm liking the TV coverage a little bit more because you're getting a little bit more audio out of the players because you can actually hear them. Um, which is interesting, but it's still weird not seeing a gallery, not seeing crowds. Have you heard anything about any future tournaments allowing smaller galleries with social distancing protocols or anything like that? Yeah, th- so so they're gonna. I think they're gonna just kind of let 2020 just get over us, right? O- yeah. Over all of us, and kind of start fresh in terms of the first of the year. Obviously, the the tournament of champions starts in Hawaii. I mean, yeah, in Hawaii with the, all the tour winners and. Things like that. I think they just want to get this year cleaned up. I think they'll start maybe fifty percent occupancy at maybe Hawaii or, or just get the just get just get past two thousand twenty. Gotcha. It's just been a nightmare for a lot of people, a lot of sports. Yep. But he. But I also think this. I think, and we talked about this before. The PGA Tour has been ahead of the curve in a lot of ways. Absolutely. In terms of sport, right? So fan engagement, uh, engagement, things like that. So. I, I think they're going to wait. I think they're going to see how these other sports do. Football, you know, Jerry's like, man, we're getting fifty percent occupancy. Or how, right. how, how we're right. so 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 they're smart. They're smart enough to know um, to wait. I think they jumped. The, I think they said, oh man, you know, the Memorial or the Colonial, we're going to have fifty percent. And it's like, okay, let's let's back that off a little bit, right? Sure. And then when when the tour first opened. Or first started uh, re- the restart, so I think they're I think they're content with let 2020 just blow just let's just get over this shit, man, and and we'll start start fresh. Yeah, start starting starting um starting Hawaii at the Tournament of Champions, maybe 50 percent occupancy. I mean, we we don't know. I think I think they're I think they're just playing it by ear, just like everybody else. And, gotcha. and you know, it, the great thing about the great thing about golf is. You're not sitting next to each other like a sporting event, or you're not in, in, in enclosed right. into a stadium or something. Right. So, they can create those social distancing pretty easy. Now, do I think they'll start off with masks? Yeah, probably. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're just, you know, and I think they're gonna have fans. I think they'll have masks. I think they'll say, "Hey, listen, if you're close to somebody, put your mask on, just like everybody else is doing around." Right. But you're outside. That's the great advantage about golf, right? So, yeah. so, you know, just listen. Here's where I think it's getting better. People are just getting smart. It's like people are being responsible. They're getting smart. Say, so, hey, listen, if I'm around somebody and, and I'll put my mask on or if I'm in an enclosed place, I'll put my mask on. But, you know, the funny thing is, I mean, this is we're talking about golf, but the media, I mean, well, I'm, I'm not hearing nearly as much about all this shit as we have in, no. know, two months ago. So, no. It's phasing itself out, and I think I think it's great that, you know, I heard a good comment today watching the NFL Network was like, okay, so all these training camps, and, and we, we've had very, very few COVID tests in the training camp. 
NFL stuff. Right. And, it, and I heard a comment. It was like, you know why? Because these guys are professional and, and they're responsible, right? The college scenario is different because they're college kids. They're not as responsible. They're not. They're not. They're, they're yeah, like, you never mesh. Bars and you never mesh the words college kids and responsibility together. It just never happens. There's no COVID stuff going on with, with testing in the NFL. These yeah. guys are pros. They're responsible. So, listen, I think. Baseball's a different story because yeah. they're all idiots. But yeah, well, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and then there's, no, you know, like I said, the NFL, there's no quarantine. I mean, they're doing, yeah. I mean, because you know what? They know, man, if they this shit goes sideways, they don't they get to play. Get, they don't get to play or make And they're not one. getting paid. Yeah, right. absolutely. And, they're, and, they're, and their span of how they can play is limited, right. too. So, yeah, so listen, I think, they're, I think they're content with just letting this year go. Um, I think it's been pretty damn good. You know, for, for the most part with golf is, you know, the, the – Guys are joking and having fun, it's like you know, clapping and all that. And right. that, that. That's cool, but it also shows a little bit more of their personality, right? Yeah, and that's pretty cool. It cracks me up when a, a dude, a, a golfer, picks his ball up out of the cup and f- pretends to throw it at a fan yeah. in the gallery. Yeah, <laughs> that still cracks me up every yeah. time they do it. And we'll see. You know, hey, listen, um, you know, Jay Monahan's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he'll figure it. He'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, he'll figure it out. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Again, special thanks to the Highlands Performance Golf Center in Carrollton, Texas. HighlandsPGC.com. And special thanks again to Barrel and Bones in the Colony, 2801 Plano Parkway, uh, just south of 121, every Wednesday night. We are from the rough. He's John Gerber. I am Indy Carr Tim. And until next week, swing them straight.